Hey, this is Matt. You're listening to That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Over Manga Cast. This week, taking a little bit of a break as we jump back into another Tatsuki Fujimoto one shot with Look Back. So why don't you sit back and enjoy the episode? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overmonka Cast. My name is Sam, and uh, I mean, I'm just going to skip the usual familiarity thing. Unless anyone has uh, an interesting anecdote about how they uh, found out about this uh, particular one shot. Oh, no, I just read it when it came out, like, uh, over a year ago at this point, I think. It was it was in between the hiatus of Chainsaw Man Part 1 and Part 2. So Matt's just punctual. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, I believe we can uh, dive right in, then, as uh, this is uh, another uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto one-shot, which means, uh, well, actually, this is uh, the most coherent opener of uh, one of his one-shots, because it just is what it is. It's not uh, actually a movie or something. It's uh, a young student, uh, an elementary schooler who draws... uh, little four-page uh, manga strips for her school newspaper. Ayumi Fujino is her name. And uh, what are you talking about? That's not an XP. Original character, do not steal. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also... <laughs> but also <laughs> that's also the point of the story. Yes, exactly. that is the point of the story, but I'm still going to make fun of it because it's funny. <laughs> it's not really an author insert when the like piece is partially autobiographical. <laughs> does that make it more of an author I, whatever we're splitting hairs here <laughs> the point is that uh fujino is uh popular amongst the uh the students because uh for her uh, decent comedy it's it's a good little j- uh, gag as well the uh the four page strip being two lovers uh passing away promising that they'll meet meet in the next life and uh kiss again uh the girl reincarnates and where is my lover? Meteor coming to Earth with a kissy face. <laughs> Dark. Very, very, uh, very Tatsuki Fujimoto. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And everything seems to just be uh, going well with that. But a little bit of uh, drama, a little bit of spice when a new student uh, also gets a, a manga strip in the uh, newspaper. They're named Kiyomoto. And uh, their art on a technical level rendered far better than Fujino's. Yeah, they look like professional landscape sketches. This is being posted in the school comic section as, like, the funny pages, and it's just depictions of a school at sunset. And then it's four separate landscapes. I'm like, cool, but, like... There's no story, is there? There's, like, no action. It's just very nice to look at. It's one of those ab- It's one of those abstract things. It's like, I give you these uh, settings, and you can imagine the story for yourself. Yeah, and I just had, like, mixed feelings. I'm like, yes, this is nice, but it doesn't belong in the comic section, you know? And that's that's sort of the point of all of this, is that it is absolutely extraordinary art, and a lot of the other students are like, uh, like, they had previously been uh, complimenting uh, Fujino's art skills like wow you could be a you could be a mangaka uh drawing like that that's amazing and then uh landscape you know four panels uh it's like man fujino's art kind of looks amateurish next to this doesn't it 
but and you know this comes up relevant later it isn't a funny comic like it's just landscapes uh you know it's like it might on a technical level be better like like more wholly rendered art but it's not a comic jacob as you know only one person can be good at art (laughs) that is how fourth grade works No one else can be good at this thing that I'm good at or an aspect of it than me. And that is uh, all conveyed beautifully in Fujino's expression after she reads the the, the side-by-side uh, comic strips. Oh, it's got one of those great Tatsuki Fujimoto's like, what, what the f*** is this? Yeah. I hate it. You just hear her going, ah, in, internally, externally, just... It's a, it's a wonderful expression. So uh, she uh, runs on home and her uh, reaction, very fitting the character that we've seen up to this point. Because like before this, she was like, eh, I wouldn't want to be a mangaka. Uh, well, you're also really good at sports. Yeah, I'm going to be an athlete seeing that she's not the art anymore. I am going to dedicate every moment of the rest of my life to being better at art than this other person. I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this bit because uh, as she's going through that realization, she's, you know, walking home by herself, reminiscing on, you know, friends and family, saying how good she is at art and wow, this is this is really impressive. And then the one kid in the class saying that uh her art looked amateurish next to Kiyamoto's, and that's the one that sticks in her craw and makes her determined to dedicate every waking moment to being a better artist and like yeah decided to just be better at you know taking that taking that bitch out it's like yeah i get it you get all this praise and then you get the one negative criticism and it never leaves you Ujimo is is really just i i think the key thing about her character in this is she desperately like clings to the opinions of other people Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. She does she doesn't really have any drive on her own. She but, she acts as if she's self-assured, but she is really reacting to how other people perceive her. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I think I think the uh an important aspect of her character is the fact that she is like she seems like she's outgoing and, you know, in control and has it all figured out, but she really doesn't. <laughs> but to be fair as well, fourth grader. Yeah. So you know. I, I mean you say. She doesn't have it all in control. She's got that grind set down. Yeah, as the next several yeah. pages are dedicated to just seeing uh, Fujino's back hunched over sketching as the seasons change. Yeah, people are uh, people are starting to get worried. <laughs> you know, your grades are tanking. You don't have friends. You don't hang out with us anymore. You're, you're starting to look like a real hyper-obsessed weirdo here, you know? We're going to be in middle school soon. Being this, like, weird uh, art otaku's going to just, uh, you're going to get a lot of weird looks about this. Everyone uh, knows no one does art in middle school. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you, you hit seventh grade and uh, you are, uh, by law, uh, required to put down any pens and pencils except for writing. Which, I mean, again... Fujino kind of like takes things to heart um and the one thing is she's looking at the like last school newspaper and sees oh yeah my comic's pretty good but god damn Kiyamoto's stuff just blows it out of the water still I 
I give up. I cannot compete with this. I gave it two full years washing my hands of this. When, like, the her art has, you know, noticeably improved. It's still not spectacular, but... Uh, it's what you would expect from a talented uh, elementary school artist. Completely gives up. 180s turns to uh, the friend she's been neglecting for basically two years and says, you want to go out for ice cream after school? Yeah, she starts taking up, like, she also takes up uh, her sister's offer to uh, learn karate as well. Mm. Has her mom throw out all her old sketchbooks, you know, just classic turn on a dime. Because, mm -hmm. uh, again, one thing happened to uh, <laughs> Nick my self-image. Well, no, she got outside, someone's outside mm -hmm. opinion that it's kind of weird that you're still doing art. Maybe you should focus on something else. And also her own like value of her efforts are like, well, I'm not at the goal I set for myself. So I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard place to be like. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I mean, like there are some times when you you dedicate yourself to something and, and you ultimately discover like it's hard to walk away when yeah, you've sunk so much time and effort into something. It's a like good sign of strength right there to know when something just isn't working out and being able to cut that loss. Like, mm -hmm. but uh, unfortunately the teacher decides to go um, and uh, it's the end of sixth grade. So the end of elementary school, they're graduating because they go on to separate middle schools and high schools. And uh, the teacher says Kiyomoto didn't show up for graduation because they're a shut in. They don't ever come into school. You're basically their only friend because you're both in the newspaper together and even <laughs> fujino's like that makes no sense i i literally i don't want to go to a child's home <laughs> I'm, i am a, i am a middle-aged man i am not randomly walking up to a child's house that's weird uh, look i know it is by pure dint of proximity of hobbies that you know this person but that is better than literally nothing yeah he doesn't he doesn't quite say that out loud and fuchino definitely does not get why he doesn't want to do this but <laughs> look just do your teacher one last favor okay fine <laughs> does make you wonder how kimoto did manage to graduate considering you know never leaves the house but eh. i mean i'm pretty sure they have something similar to like the packet of work they kind of just send to your house if you're like sick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Some sort of uh, accommodation like that. But yeah. uh, Fujino goes to uh, Kiyomoto's house and there's no answer at the doorbell ringing, but the door's not locked. So, you know, stick head and be like, hey, got your certificate. Just gonna leave it here. She sees someone moving. Mm-hmm and decides to go inside to hand over the uh, diploma. And that's when she notices the hallway filled with sketchbooks. Yeah. Like the manga makes this big deal of showing how Fujino is like filling up a bookshelf with sketchbooks. This is just the only thing in this hallway. Mm -hmm. Like the stacks at a library. And uh, Fujino walks down, sees a random uh, unfilled-in four-page manga strip, doodles a, a gag into it. Kiyomoto is uh, far in the lead of the shut-in competition. Will she be able to pull it off? Last panel. Uh, been dead in the room so long, she's just bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's it's not nice, but it's not quite mean either. Like, 
if the two of them had any kind of like friendship or relationship, this would be a really like like it would be cute. But it, it's one of those ones where, and like you can see as she's drawing it, she kind of knows she shouldn't be doing this. This is kind of a low blow. She's she's letting out frustration that she's here to do a job, and the person she's here to like this like she's doing a favor for Kiyomoto, and they don't even have like the common decency to come out and greet her at the door. So there's like a frustration there of like, okay, whatever. But there's what happens though is she drops it by accident. She was never intending to do that. Never yeah. intend yeah, never intending for uh this to see the light of day. Drops it, it slides under the bedroom door. And there's Because of a, course it does. Yeah. There's a noise of shock on the other side. And Fujino just slaps down the certificate. I'm leaving this here now by and runs. Kiyamoto does uh, catch her at the door, and uh, they have, uh, I guess, the inevitable conversation, because, like, Kiyamoto ends up uh, revealing that she is a huge fan, to the point where she, like, remembers which are her favorite comics from what year. This is amazing. I, I didn't think that I'd... Like get a chance to 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 talk to you. That's, that's I'm sorry. I'm real bad talking to people. I autograph. I I don't have I don't have paper. It's sign my back. <laughs> and here's Fujino. Like okay, <laughs> I'll sign your pajamas. This this is weird, but I'm okay with the direction this conversation is going right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a bold statement. But I appreciate it. So I you you're like a genius of manga, and I I I just have one question. Um, why'd you uh why'd you stop drawing comic strips in sixth grade? You. Oh. <laughs> well, hold on. I didn't really stop drawing. I just took a break from the mundanity of a school newspaper. I'm actually working on something that's going to be in like all. It, it's an official contest entry. It's 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 gonna be some pretty top tier stuff. Yeah, she's that big. <laughs> and then and then the, the reaction is, of course, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. <laughs> I, Again, socially awkward, so she doesn't know she's that cool. big. She I love the line <laughs> she gives, which is just like after just saying I've basically completed it, goes, show me, show me, show me. Well, I mean, I basically have the story completed in my head. I just need to draw and write it. And I'm like, oh, so you've you've done nothing. (laughs) It's almost like you're making this up on the spot as an excuse because you you feel awkward being confronted with this. I love it. It's it's great. Okay, so I guess when it's done, I'll show it to you. Hey, it's it's raining. I I bye. Uh, and then we get this lovely, like, four-panel scene of her, like, walking away, getting to a field, like, doing a real stilted walk, and then she just starts dancing in the rain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's so elated that that someone... Popping off. Uh, the nature of, uh, like, the reason why it's kind of important that despite how good the art was, like, a bunch of landscapes aren't a comic, it's that... They were the funny papers, even though Fujino's art wasn't as, like, like technically good. They were better comics, you know? But she kept comparing herself in terms of raw art skill, and it made her hate what she was doing. That's that's the jumpstart she needs. She's in middle school now, and she's gone straight back to Art Otaku. Because 
the same hunchback position that we had seen before. Got that sweet dopamine of someone else's approval and just runs with it. Which now, constant, steady source because she's working with um, Kiyomoto like after school. Very quickly decide to work together on it. Kiyomoto does uh, the backgrounds while uh, Fujino pretty much does the rest of it. Um, which considering... How, uh, how much art there is for backgrounds, uh, you know, that's uh, honestly pretty even split on the art department. A little over, because uh, Kiyomoto mentions, man, good thing I don't have to go to school. I got all the art done. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, it's also, uh, you know, working to each of their uh, strengths, as was pointed out previously. But yeah. <laughs> basically took a took a school dropout was like want to be my manga partner yes okay cool <laughs> their little uh contest entry gets uh published in a magazine in shueisha even yeah Did you guys read the the description it's it's printed on the page but it's just uh it's metal parade yeah. A festival only for robots that this human boy finds himself in by mistake I'm like, well, that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let them know that I have flesh. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like Sam would do that on purpose. Yes. Just very much reads like either Matt or Sam wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, damn it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, they do that, and now they're off to the races. They uh, they both have uh, got that dopamine hit, and uh, they want to chase that high. Yeah, and they got a million yen prize, and uh, they used a hundred thousand of that to go out on uh, to go out and uh, enjoy themselves. And uh, it's it's the most fun and social interaction Kiyomoto has ever had. Also, because this is a Tatsuki Fujimoto work, they go to the movies. Yes, of course. I'm seeing a trend here. I think I I think I think they like the movies. <laughs> I I sort of love the the panel of them at the movies because uh Fujino is just staring it's that look that Fujimoto does that it's like it is both staring intently and also staring blankly at the mm -hmm. same time that's Fujino and then there's like uh Kiyomoto like curled up and like hiding under her hoodie I want to know what movie they're seeing because the group of people watching this movie are such an odd collection of people <laughs> there is a middle-aged man in the front row kind of just watching we don't know if he's by himself then there are two dudes both watching neither of them seem to want to be there there's the two girls in the middle there's some dude by himself who seems to actually care then there's a woman by herself who's also staring blankly at the movie and i'm like i have no idea what this could possibly be <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be one of those really niche films you just wouldn't understand <laughs> it's it's the same one that made uh denji and makima cry i was gonna say i was gonna say if it wasn't any more obvious this is blue period by way of chainsaw man <laughs> there i said it out loud uh, but uh we have uh another montage uh of them continuing to uh work on manga they they go on a spree of publishing one shots uh the sea cities the cicada humans bagworm also, great picture of um, Kiyomoto at an aquarium. Nothing bad ever happens at an aquarium. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> bad ever happens 
at an aquarium in a Fujimoto story. Uh, especially not if it's part of a montage. <laughs> oh, there's even a shark looking at her like, damn, man. <laughs> All that hard work finally pays off because um, they're talking with their editor uh, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're getting serialized. Woo! They're actually getting a uh, a full manga run. At 17. Yeah, it's insane. Because they've, okay. especially because they've had seven one shots at that point. Yeah, and and uh, their editor is like, uh, like, like they're shocked at at this. It's like you know we're we're still technically in school, and their editor's like, yeah, you guys have already published so much. The the higher ups were like, uh, get on this. We should have done it sooner. <laughs> I'm sure they just didn't want to jump through the legal loopholes of hiring sixteen year olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would you know run it run amok with some child labor laws there's that too pesky child labor laws yeah we, we can't throw literal children into the into the grind housework culture of manga yeah it's all uh sunshine and rainbows everything's going great until uh kiyamoto uh says that uh she actually uh can't work with uh fujino on this she's going to art school uh she wants to go to art school an absolutely spectacular scene of uh, Fujino not taking it well. <laughs> oh, I I love this scene is played out. Like the fact they had to walk so far and they're like in the middle of a field for Kiyomoto to build up the courage to say, hey, I really can't be on the, the serialization with you. I want to go to art school. I want to do things by myself. This is really hard for me to say. And Fujino just doubles down on her pride and goes, well, that's fine. I don't really need you. I can get assistance anyway. Also, did you know no one actually goes to art school? It's kind of worthless. Really, you'd just be wasting your time there. And I'm like, oh, Fujino. <laughs> it's, it, it's brutal. It's like she's coming up with every, uh, grasping at every straw she can think of off the top of her head to try to convince her not to do it. You, you really think you're going to have to talk to a lot of people? You sure you can do that without me? It's like, oh my god, why would you do this to your friend? Oh, because you're hurt. Because she's that big. You can't even talk to the cashier at the convenience store by yourself. I'll practice. <laughs> you won't succeed, she says to her friend's face. Uh, poor you friend. are going to fail. No one likes you. Wow. This is like the opposite of old yeller. <laughs> Wait, she, no, old yeller. She shoots. I, I meant um, Shiloh. No, uh, go away. No one likes you. Uh, but I mean, like, it, it's the opposite of old yeller. She's having Kiyomoto shoot her. <laughs> look, look. We'll get. We'll get to. We'll. <laughs> We'll get to things. No, I, I I love this at least in part because it's it's it speaks a lot to uh, Fujino's character as because again like she has this like confidence to her, you know she's the the face of the duo. She's the one who talks to people, and she's always you know big and and you know the center of attention and of everything. But this like it shows the level of insecurity that she has that that's a that's a front and how alike the two of them are fujino pretends to have everything together when really when really it's oh crap i'm about to lose uh half of the team right as you know this massive thing is uh coming up i love even more so to an extent half of herself like they've really tied mm-hmm. a lot of each other of uh, uh a lot of themselves into each other 
I I love that the thing that gets her to finally just cut this fight fight off and like concede is going like, well, why do you even want to go to art school anyway? And Kimoto just goes, I, I want to be a better artist. And that's just <laughs> like, what do you mean you want to be a better artist? Like, come on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the thing is, for all the times that Fujino was comparing herself to Kiyamoto, Kiyamoto was in turn comparing herself to Fujino. Like the things that they were, uh, you like, like the things that they were individually good at. The simple fact is, Kiyamoto, like, she was just doing the backgrounds because she really couldn't do like the people and stuff. And she knows as long as she's just doing the backgrounds with her, you know, with her friend, with the with the other half of her team, that she's never going to push herself to be able to do the things that she can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, she's. It's a it's a really good moment of self reflection of you know I want to I want to grow because I want to be worthy of the praise that she has to at least some level know that Fujino heaps on her. They do ultimately uh, go their separate ways with the heavy implication that Kimoto will come back like after she's graduated art school and they'll work together again. Yeah, Fujino but... is it has to has to be like well if there's space or like like that sort of attitude uh, towards <laughs> the idea because of course she does but she kind of has to because her pen name is their name <laughs> yeah uh-huh it's a portmanteau so or not it's not a portmanteau but you know what I'm getting at just a little cindere <laughs> art cindere <laughs> goes back to the grind set goes back to the grind set uh shark kick is going i love it shark kick i want to i am so mad shark kick isn't real because we don't later on we see the cover of shark kick and i'm like this looks so good this looks so i don't i don't know if shark kick is supposed to only be chainsaw man because the name is so close to fire punch yeah it could be both, honestly. I mean, probably, yeah. probably is because uh, they the the end of this little bit of her doing her grind set is um, Shark Kick has an anime anim- uh, announcement, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, Shark Kick anime! <laughs> I want to watch the Shark Kick anime, but it would be awesome. <laughs> I want to know who they get for the OP. Unfortunately, more uh, more pressing matters occur because. Uh, Fujino looks up from the grind to glance at a news broadcast and sees an attack at an art school. A man with an axe went in and assaulted, murdered several people. And uh, it's, not, it's not explicitly said for the longest time, but the, uh, the look on Fujino's face confirms it. That is the school that Kiyamoto went to. I, I love that uh, what we get and it, it's like eventually they say it out loud with the mm-hmm. with the funeral picture, but like you immediately know where this is going, and the way that it gets conveyed to the audience is Fujino immediately tries to call Kiyamoto, who does not pick up. Then Fujino gets a call from her mother, mm-hmm. and it's well, it, it, it's so gut wrenching. And then like it's from that realization on the phone call with her mom that it transitions into the funeral like or it no it transitions into a memory that then goes into a funeral but like it it and I love this memory because it's the two of them walking in a snowstorm you know talking about uh, you know their aspirations as kids of having their own manga series one day. 
Uh, it's so good because the the panels are like broken up by the snowflakes to mm-hmm. show that it's uh, to show that it's you know the past and ah uh, yeah the past where everything's snowy and only happy things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a snowball fight. Yeah, they should, shouldn't they? <laughs> Oh, God, the page of her dropping her phone and just the look of grief as she looks down on it. Just uh-huh. mm, top tier. Mm. And Shark Kick uh, goes on hiatus. Mm-hmm. I love the generic like thing you see whenever a manga goes on hiatus. It's just like the mangaka is suffering an illness. And I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> that's just boilerplate. Yeah. They they have that it they have that saved as a as a word doc somewhere <laughs> with insert name of series here insert name of mangaka here yep just in brackets uh, uh, and then uh, we get a brief shot of the the funeral picture and then uh, Fujino back in that hallway of sketchbooks by some serendipity finds the, the old four panel of the shut-in contest that originally drew Kiyomoto out from her room and. By extension, put her on the path that ended with her dying. Is bull, but <laughs> like true. <laughs> if she had, st- we get to see what would have happened if she stayed in her room. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we get to see um, uh, Fujino uh, having like an alternate universe fantasy about it. No, I think that actually happened. I think magic exists in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, uh, to the surprise of everyone, I I actually kind of uh, go with the cynical read on this one. The sort of implication that magic is going on is that in Kyomoto's room, there is a four comma Fujino's fantasy. Like that, you know, room hadn't been opened that uh, Kyomoto drew like whilst she was still a shut-in. Uh, Fujino has the fantasy before she opens the door. So it's like, how how the heck did that happen? And at first I was thinking, it's like, is this some kind of time loop thing where Kimoto knew that she could just stay inside? Because like, because what the fantasy is, is if they if they never connected, Kimoto would still go to art school, but because Fujino wouldn't also be so like heavy into the um into the art thing and the manga thing she would have actually like kept up with the karate classes happens to be jogging by the school and and uh beats up the uh perpetrator (laughs) yeah like like that's the fantasy and then you see the four coma of you know someone with a pickaxe comes in and uh menaces uh Kiyomoto and then Fujino kicks him in the back and and saves the day but the thing is Kiyomoto's an otaku who is obsessed with Fujino she's imagining a fantasy where her idol saves her from a bad guy mm-hmm. that is almost surely just a coincidence you know like they spent so much time together of course they think the same way but what I love about it, and this is something that uh, Fujimoto as an artist and an author is so good at, both reads lead to the same place. The the ultimate point. Well, yeah, because the work doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't actually matter. <laughs> Regardless of whether there's some time loop shenanigans or, you know, this is all just one regular person processing her grief. Regardless, it was uh, Fujino's 
you know, it was Fujino's art, the work that she put into it that touched Kiyomoto that puts her, you know, in in that place where she's able to get out of her room at the end. What I really like about the 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 time travel, I guess we'll say, is the <laughs> like timeline B is um after she assaults the person who came in with the axe and like takes him out and is going to the hospital for like a sprained or she rolled her ankle, I think. Um, she's going to the hospital for that, and it's just like Kiyomoto goes up to her and goes like, "Hey, are you uh, Fujino? Like, I heard you give the name to the police. It's like, I did you do like comics? You're like an inspiration to me. I just wanted to know your manga was really cool." And Fujino in that timeline too goes, "Oh yeah, well, <laughs> you thought those were good. Don't worry, I'm working on something. I'm basically going to get serialized any day now. Look forward to it." And I'm like, "There's Fujino." <laughs> Yeah. Even in your dreams. I also like how in a world where she didn't get praised for her art and went on that grind set, she did the other thing where her sister praised her for the karate and she <laughs> followed someone else's dream. Because in both timelines, Fujino's excelling at other people's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it ends with uh, Fujino slowly as she's, you know, processing and, and moving past her grief um getting back to that grind set and uh it's overlaid with an interview where uh she admits that in all honesty it's a lot of work it's a hassle it's it's hard i don't really do it because it's fun i don't enjoy drawing manga but uh you know the obvious question then why do you do it and it's the last few pages showing uh the look on Kimoto's face when Fujino first uh, showed her the rough draft of Metal Parade and mm -hmm. happy memories of the two of them working together. And just that that idea that creating it, creating can suck a lot sometimes. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've mentioned being a writer. Creating can can suck sometimes. It, it, it can be frustrating. It can uh, it can mess you up, you know, emotionally. But the idea that what you create could really touch someone, really affect someone, that's what it's for. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're making something, you know, you're you're expressing yourself so that someone can have a reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And that's a and that's a beautiful and profound connection. And it I I love the last two pages. It's Fujino crying as she's reading the copies of Shark Kick that she found in Kiyomoto's room. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the two that, pages after that are so good because yep. she cries her eyes out reading their manga together. Then she gets up, she brushes herself off, walks into work, ties her hair up, and goes back to the grind. Mm -hmm. The same pose she's been in the whole manga. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I I it's it's short. It's beautiful. It's a nice little chunk of time. Um, I guess we got our discussions, but uh, I guess it's kind of a smooth transition because it's just like your thoughts. Yeah, uh, honestly, a lot of what Jake said, the joy of making something often isn't in the actual act of making it because that's a stress. That's a stressful pain in the ass. It's the excitement and the, the energy that comes from making something with someone. And it, even if it's not a collaborative thing, if it's you know, making something and showing it to someone or, you know, they make something and show it to you and you uh, give their, your thoughts. And it it's uh, a level of like interpersonal connection 
that mm-hmm. is very special. And uh, Fujimoto does an absolutely beautiful job of portraying that and what uh, being a mangaka means to him. Mm-hmm. I really like the duality of the two main characters. Because mm-hmm. you've got Kiyamoto, who's naturally talented, who seems to enjoy doing art purely for the craft of it. Like, she enjoys drawing for drawing's sake. That's why she has just sketchbooks upon sketchbooks over and over again. Like, she enjoys drawing because she enjoys drawing. Like, there is a passion to that. There is not really directed by much. There's not a lot of ambition there. It's purely, I draw because that's what I like doing. And then, like, on the other side of that, you got Fujino, who doesn't really like drawing. Like, she says that out flat out at the end, but, like, you can see otherwise, like, her art is used as a means to, like, get attention. And, like, frankly, everything she does is, like, a job in search of that... um, Validation. Yeah, validation. Like, gratification, kind of. And, like... Mm. It's so interesting because normally you see that kind of mindset portrayed negatively, but this manga is not doing that. It's It seems to portray what she's doing as equally valid to Kiyamoto, like doing something out of obligation purely because you like the result is just as valid as someone doing it because they love doing it. Yeah, and <laughs> as someone who's uh, writing a novel right now uh, who, you know, I, I I thought I was getting close to the end and realized, nope, I got... I got more work I need to do. Boy, this uh, this hit me at the right time. Yeah. Creating is, it can be pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, I, I honestly think that I'm kind of in the same place as uh, Fujino, which implies that I, it, it, there's there's probably a lot of ways of, I, I don't really know anything about Fujimoto uh, himself. There's probably a lot of ways of interpreting this definitely not partially autobiographical story oh yeah i i I got something that makes it pretty clear it's partially autobiographical (laughs) but um you know i i i very much identify with uh fujino in the sense that i don't create for the for the sake of the creation itself i create for the sake of how other people receive it how it affects other people and uh it can make it can make uh doing the thing feel like a job but you know when when you when you see how people react to something that you created it it makes any amount of effort worth it mm-hmm. so yeah this 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 had a this had quite the effect on me it hit me at the right time <laughs> but uh yeah no this um this definitely like compared to goodbye airy uh this definitely feels like a much more personal work mm. yeah it also and... was more <laughs> It, did, did it, didn't, like, it didn't have magic vampires and yeah i did not like goodbye airy i did not like it the first time i read it i did not like it the second time i read it i just do not like goodbye airy it just does not it i don't know it sensationalizes a very unhealthy coping mechanism and that's what i don't like about it too many red flags for me i did very much like look back though it seemed more poetic and seamless um I resonated most um, with Fujino just because I am that person who is perpetually writing a novel. Um, <laughs> don't ask me for a draft, though. <laughs> um, Fanfiction.net. <laughs> um, oh, slash. But yeah, um, this was a lot 
more palpable for myself and I don't know I felt like the characters were a little bit more relatable and I really did um, appreciate that you know that transition into you know alternate realities I thought that was well done um but yeah um this was uh really I, I would possibly read if there were more to this and this wasn't just a one shot. This is something that I would, you know, casually peruse at my own leisure. It's that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, relatable yeah. down to earth storyline. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. The, this is a good grounding yeah. in reality story. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, now that we're all now that we're all somber and thoughtful, <laughs> well, as as long as we're somber and thoughtful, I do want to bring up the one thing that um kind of makes this a personal bit with uh Tatsuki Fujimoto is um this uh the published date for this was um if you remember when uh, the Kyo anim mm-hmm. any uh right. animation studio someone um did like an arson on their building mm-hmm. as a kind of individual who was he's like oh they're stealing my art. Uh, which might sound similar. Um, this uh, was published exactly mm. two years to the day on the anniversary yeah, of that. That, uh, that makes sense. Which makes me wonder about yeah. their reception in Japan. Because I'm sure that a lot of them like re- yeah. remember this. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think this was like a real personal connection to Fujimoto. It's a story about your friend dying and like a senseless murder. <laughs> Again, talking about the... Uh about why do people do art in uh it, in a lot of ways it's about uh processing various emotions and this is uh, a prime example of that processing the grief that comes with the senseless destruction of life of someone close to you and also if you don't learn art you should learn karate that way you can perform vigilante justice and beat up random murderers Look, Sentai has told me that's what you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do think that there is a lot to be said about the fact that uh, whether that's a time-traveling alternate timeline or simply a fantasy either way, I think there is something to be said about the sometimes, sometimes the power of that sort of cheesy action, you know, series, whether it be, you know something in Shonen Jump or Sentai or whatever it is, there is that element of, uh, boy, if I could only do that, everything would be better. And then everything works out well. Like, mm. there, there's something comforting about that sort of, uh, that sort of mm-hmm. outcome. Uh, and the people who like to poo-poo, like, the rumination of, like, well, if only I had, I think that's a very healthy, like, outlet. Because, I mean... Yeah, it might not be rational at the time, but I mean, I feel like we all kind of do it. It's just, if only I was there sooner, if only I had taken this this path instead of this other path, if only yeah. whatever. It's human to ask, what if? Yeah, and, and I think the reason why this does such a good job of portraying why something like, you know, Fujimoto's stories, something like Chainsaw Man, for example, the reason why that sort of wish fulfillmenty escapist fantasy like the reason it portrays it in such a positive light is because you know fujino has that you know 
you know, in, in the more cynical version of the uh, interpretation, Fujino has that fantasy and then she processes it and then she gets on with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes that's just what you got to do. Yep. Really simple, really beautiful story. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's about the end of our thoughts here. Uh, we have been the Overmanga Cast. You can find us at Overmanga Cast on Twitter, Facebook, uh, any of the social media platforms that still exist in the hellscape that is reality. Um, <laughs> well, in my alternate reality. Okay. In the alternate reality, you can find us as Overmangacast on Mammoth, uh, Hive. Oh, what were those Twitter clones that existed for like two seconds? Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's all of them. But, uh, the social media <laughs> Sentai. <laughs> uh tumblr uh oh god uh speaking speaking of uh uh dystopian wastelands you can also find us on youtube uh <laughs> where you can like comment and subscribe uh the episodes are on a two-week delay but you can also go to overmangacast.com uh where you can also comment on individual episodes and uh, catch up on all of our backlog and if you have a suggestion on something you'd like us to read or something uh, to revisit, then hit us up at overmongacast at gmail.com. Uh, we get to uh, all suggestions eventually. <laughs> Some Sometimes they're busier than others. But uh, speaking of revisit, 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 revisit. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we're just in a real Tatsuki Fujimoto mood because we're going back to Chainsaw Man! Chainsaws! Chainsaw Man Part 2! Oh, be sure to look back. Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Be sure to (laughs) re-listen to all of our previous episodes on Chainsaw Man. So you are, and then read chapters 98 through 111. So you are ready for next Thursday. And with that, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Don't open the door, Denji.